0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Outkick their coverage. Today, Eddie's taking lead on uh, the first sort of three rounds of the AFC North. Um, Eddie, ready to go? Eddie, ready to enlighten us? Yeah, good to go, mate. Yep. Beautiful. Get started, old boy. Who are we going with first?
1: I'm just going to do it in you know um, the team's mascot um, order. Well, not mascot, but you know the team name, not the state. Or so, Yeah. So Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers. Yep, sound harder. I mean, obviously, everybody's point of view on Bengals is going to be Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow and pick number one. There is a little small part of me that thinks the might go for, uh, you know, Herbert in the first pick at draft. Mm-hmm. Just because they've coached him at Senior Bowl, they got to know him a little bit. Um uh, he seems personable, he seems likable, he's got a strong arm, he's a big guy, he's still a bit nippy. And obviously the knocks on Burrough, obviously, has been injured before. He's not such a big guy, and his arm's not as powerful as Burrow's. But with first overall pick, and because I agree that Joe Burroughs is the best passer in there, he's very similar pocket presence to prime Tom Brady. His arm's not as good, but he's still a pretty decent arm, because they'll you know, whip it in there and stuff. He's also pretty yeah. decent with his legs. Um, people say how bad the um, Bengals' offensive line is, but I think they forget that they've invested a lot with draft into their offensive line. And a couple of them have been injured. So, I think next season, it's going to be an upgrade on the effective line because yeah. <clears throat> players are going to come back. And also, what they do have depth-wise is... Um, well, they can do depth-wise, sorry, is pick with first pick of every round because, obviously, they've got first pick, 33rd pick, and so on and so forth. So, they'll be able to get yeah. good players for the first three rounds who are probably going to plug and play, which would be fantastic for them. Unless the draft like I did last year, which was shit. Apart from Joni Williams, but obviously he got injured, which couldn't be helped. The other people I looked at, um, other than Burrow, obviously, were just young Akuda Simmons. Because I thought, they've got Geno Atkins in middle. I know they're not fantastic against run, but he's he's an old veteran. He knows what he's doing, do you know what I mean? They have just signed EJ Reader, who's an absolute monster. So, I thought, defensive tackle, wants somewhere? I don't really need Kinler. I don't really need Derrick Brown. And to be honest, I won't want to be taking them pick number one at this point. Simmons is a similar thing as well at linebacker. I'm not sure I want to take him at number one. Yeah, he's he's just like a Swiss Army knife, but you've got to use him properly. And Bengals, although they do sometimes develop talent, they're not like the most, you know, fantastic. At it. And the players tend to like move on because they're not going to get paid. Uh, yeah. and obviously, Chase Young and Akuda at top two because I thought if they take Akuda, that's half a field shut down for him as a corner, but obviously taking a corner at pick number one is just, its not something that people do. It's not the most valuable position. The second most valuable position on, on the football pitch is defensive end or edge player, which is what Chase Young is, and he's best player in draft for me. He's number one, Nakuda's number two on my big board, and I think Chase Young, obviously, he'd be an absolute monster. He'd add the Summit to their edge. He'd be great. it would um, know, give him a good five years, but the difference between Chase Young and, obviously, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow is going to ball in his hand every every play, and he's type of person who's confident and got ability to be able to make him play a little bit better. With coaching staff, they're going to cater it towards run game, helping him a lot, and obviously try and invest in that receiving core, give him somewhere to get rid of the ball to, so the the whole line doesn't end up, you know, causing him to get or causing him to not be able to play to his full ability. So that's why I took Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I mean, I think everyone's done. Everyone's sort of like oh, every it's every draft nonce is doing a, a draft board, and uh, Joe Burrows is going number one overall.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, cool. Do you want to? You going into the um, the Browns? Yeah, I'll Browns
1: next. um Now with Browns, they're picking number ten overall, and obviously, as I mentioned last yeah. time, I used a uh, mock draft. Simulation to see where players are going. Obviously, I only do it by division. I don't do the complete draft and look at everybody who's gone everywhere. So, as I've mentioned before, there's sometimes an overlap with some players going to the same, like to, to different teams. So, just to make that yeah. clear, but I did take Tristan Worths with this pick, uh, the defensive tackle out of Iowa. Basically, from what I'm hearing or seeing, it's going to be um, a lot of people mentioning pick number four. Mackay Becton or um, Isaiah Simmons. Now I'm not sure on which but if it's Isaiah Simmons obviously that frees up four tackles which is what happened on this draft and then obviously pick five uh, is the Dolphins they take a quarterback. Pick six is the Chargers they take a quarterback pick seven I believe is the Panthers so they took Jedrick Wills on the uh, draft and then the next one I think it was Mc- oh no, they took Mackay Becton, and then the next one was Genric Wilson, the Cardinals, and then pick number nine, it is the uh, Jaguars, so they took I, th- I believe uh, CJ Anderson, a cornerback, so- something like oh no, 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 no they took uh, Derek Brown, Derek Brown, they took defensive tackle. There was some person yeah. I remember taking uh, CJ Anderson in early picks like that, and I just thought they were crazy. Hey, Who are you, man? <laughs> It was me, I know, I right. just came that clear. But yeah, um, so basically that's why I took Tristan Worse. I think he's solid, he can come and play tackle, he can go at guard, It can make a difference either way. He'll add something to the run yeah. game and obviously protect um, Baker Mayfield. But having that extra end of the offensive line shored up, I know they do already have um, Tyler Conklin, who they've got, and he's a fantastic right tackle, but Worse would be good to slot straight in at left tackle. Or even if they have to put him in at guard, but at the end of the day, you're upgrading that offensive line and giving some more protection to Baker Mayfield, which is exactly what they need. Or other players I looked at were obviously Josh Jones, Austin Jackson, and obviously any other decent offensive tackle that were left, but I just thought worse what best fit. Crazy, yeah, that's I did out. look at, um, like I said, I did look at Derek Brown, I did look at, um, you know, Clamontius on players like that, but I just thought, the money pick is, obviously, get the other end of that offensive line shored up and next season you could have a big year.
0: Yep, yeah, I mean, uh, but the, the draft I did as well, um, that's where worse went as well, to, to uh, Brown's 10th overall. And it's just, it just makes sense, that that offensive line the there last season was a bit ropey, to say a bit ropey is, a bit, is being, a, being a bit kind they, to They gave Zeitler
1: to um, the Giants, didn't they? They gave Zeitler to Giants yeah. and Giants gave them um, Olivier Vernon. They got burned on that deal because Olivier Vernon was nowhere near the player that Zaytler is. Zaytler this season before, obviously, made sure that Baker Mayfield were much better protected and obviously the run game popped off a little bit more. Obviously, they ran really well this year, but it was even better last year when they did run the ball well. And it was just things like that that stood out to me. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, I still think he's a, a big talent, a good talent. It's just if he's not upright, he's not going to be able to play the game as well as he could, he should.
0: Yeah, like we said before, only one quarterback could probably throw it off his ass, and that's uh, Rodgers. Adding Conklin, if they pick up up worse in the draft, then they could do a lot worse than that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You mean adding worse, but I know what you meant by Conklin. He's the free agent. Yeah. Right, moving on to Ravens. Now, Ravens is the team that I look at, I think. No. They have obviously just had the centre retire, but I think in this draft, the values to pick up. Uh, Center. You Mm -hmm. can pick up a center a bit later on, and they produce fantastic offensive and defensive line play quite regularly. So I don't think they would invest a really early pick in a player who isn't like, you know, an elite player. So or a player that's not going to fit their scheme fantastically well. When I did do this, it was before um, they picked up. um, I can't remember his name. They picked someone up a defensive tackle though because they tried to get Brockers or is it an edge player? But they tried to get Brockers and they couldn't get him because I think he was injured and now he's gone back to Rams. Yeah, But at this point, they've not got him. But I thought, because they've lost Pierce at Vikings, I had them taking Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle at TCU, because they just love the big yeah. guys and they love wrecking shop. And I think he's the type of person that either going to rotate him in and out or he's just going to be a three-down defensive tackle. He's a big guy, he's big and strong, he'll push people about and just add more, add more to that defence. Um, Other people I did look at were uh, Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of uh, Houston. Um, But obviously, that was just because at that point you were there. A.J. Epinesa, who I think is a very Ravens player. Zach Bourne, another edge player who will probably be there replacing uh, Jadon if he leaves. And also Taylor, the running back out of uh, Wisconsin. And I know it's an early pick for a running back, in my opinion. But, again, he's a three-down back. He's very durable. He's played for years. His production is unbelievable. And in that type of offence, I think he'd be an upgrade on Mark Ingram and on Justice Hill. And that would be that extra bit of oomph that offence would need. But, again, you can pick up talent at running back later on in draft.
0: I think that would be a very Ravens pick to pick a running back, though. That, you know, just to add that extra, extra-headed extra monster into the backfield. Because, um... Mark and yeah, is good, but he's getting what he's thirty plus now, isn't he? Yeah. and that's sort why of i something really amazing.
1: Hmm? I don't think he's out amazing. He's not exactly great at catching ball at backfield either, is he? I think that's something of no, so a I, bit more of.
0: Yeah, that's so why I, I agree with the, the running back pick. I mean, the draft. I I didn't pick the Ravens. I just sort of kept track of what they were picking.
1: Yeah.
0: And they picked Swift.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Like so, makes sense. Yeah, pass catching back. But, like I say, it is early darts for, for me, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. Each to your own.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Computer-generated draft right, pick.
1: Next up, Steelers. Don't have a first-round pick, so we won't be picking anyone for them. Uh, now, Steelers are tie- <laughs> a team, obviously, they traded away the first-round pick last season from Minka Fitzpatrick, who came in. And I've two first-round picks for play they've got. I mean, even in conversation for defensive defensive MVP last season, he played absolutely fantastically well. Really, really good player. But, you know, um, they don't... I think they've got one pick in top 100, and then I think they've got pick 106 or 103 or something like, But um, that. 102. 102. Oh, close, one. not yep. um, But, Very yeah, they, they don't have a first, and obviously the first pick they get, obviously it's one second round, and then really are waiting before they can add any more players to the team. So, we'll move swiftly back round to Bungles. Yep. So, Bungles, um, one of the players retired, and I think they released another one. I think Cardi Glenn got retired, and they had another offensive lineman um, who's been cut. But, obviously, pick 33. This is a bit of a stretch for him, in my opinion. But I picked Ezra Cleveland, uh, because I think Joe Burrow's the type of person who needs a bit more of an athletic um, tackle there for him. So, he can if he does have to break away, he can get behind someone fast. It was a similar idea to what you had with Ty- uh, to Kyler Murray. Mm. But, um, in my opinion, he's a second-round player, but I don't think he's the first pick in the second-round player, but it's a very Bengals move, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. The other person I did look at... Sorry, mate. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's
0: going to be a decent player because he's from Boise State. Man. All right, mate. <laughs> Who's the
1: starting quarterback? Hmm? Mm. Oh, last season, it was Ty Rippon. No, it wasn't. Season just gone, it won't. Will... Brett Rippon and they, not, the one that's, oh, Brett Rippen, yeah. not the one that's just gone that season before because he were at Broncos practice squad last season but nice try Matt I tried faking it out man I saw that and they had to call you out on it I don't want, yeah, it wouldn't have been me if I not done it the other players <laughs> <laughs> that I looked at were at Grandel Pitt Safety out of LSU I mean, there's a chance he might be there because a lot of people have lost the shine for him. You know, edge has gone off him a bit. Um, Terrell Lewis, uh, edge player who's injury-prone from Alabama, which obviously you can guess why I didn't take him. Zach Bourne, another edge player. Cesar Ruiz, who can play at guard or centre. Travon Diggs, the cornerback. All players who I thought, they do need players in these positions because obviously they were terrible last season. So, to add one of them to the squad is only going to make them a little bit better in a different position. But I thought offensive tackle yeah. somewhere that you really should be looking at. And if you can have Jody Williams, Ezra Cleveland as your bookends for Joe Burrow, it's too athletic, you know, good techniques, but obviously need working you know. up. But they'll be able to work on that and work alongside Joe Burrow, which is something that would be uh, a big plus for him. So sure. Ezra Cleveland we'll played in Boys of state. Well, state? Well, what they said they'll
0: be able to grow together as a, as a unit rather than it being like a
1: like a Lego you know, like a Lego block sort of yeah, let's and stick them, four years them. In, at least Jonah Williams and then obviously five years between them two but as I was about to say Ezra Cleveland when he played in Boise State he did have um, Alexander Matson as a running back and they were very very one heavy at that point because he ended up breaking record for most rushing yards in a season in that conference which is it's not that impressive but it was pretty good <laughs> but um, Ezra Cleveland has <laughs> been involved in a, an offence that's been run heavy so if that's what the Bengals decide to do which I think I probably will do having uh, Matt Taylor as the uh, head coach. Then Cleveland will be more than happy to help along with that. So,
0: yeah, that's fair. I think the, the guy that the, the auto draft picked on mine was uh, Kenneth Murray linebacker out of Oklahoma.
1: Not a bad pick at all.
0: Yeah, it's just I think another uh, position I need to add. I, mean, I can exactly see why they went, why you went all line, and I can exactly see why the draft went, why the auto draft went um, linebacker just because it's. A shallow position for him.
1: Definitely. But I think there's still a fair few um, linebackers knocking about in free agency as well. They'll be able to add and improve their linebacking core. Um, yeah. Round two for the Browns. Um, yep. Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota. It's a plug-and-play slot safety. He was a barlock, absolutely great player. You can tell he loves football. He's not bothered about getting in for an eighty. He's, like I say, it's a barlock. Six interceptions, I think, it all last season. Really reads game well. See what's going on. And they're desperate for a safety, so just, he'd be straight in to slot in for him. I think he'd be a great pick-up. Obviously, other players I looked at for him were LaVisca's wide receiver uh Colorado. He's more of a weapon, like Percy Harvin-like, but not as good as Percy Arvin. Um, mm. he, the Him to obviously use... Um, I did have Niang, Lucas Niang, an offensive tackle out of TCU, but he's more of a development player. And I thought if you can get him in for a couple of seasons along with... um. Jedrick uh, not Jedrick well, Tristan Worse, you could maybe kick worse into that all pro guard and have Niang play on outside. So again, bolstering up that offensive line, but in the end I thought we'd better off taking on Don Junior because it's a glaring position in need. Plug and play, good player. Also looked at Cushionberry, uh, centre of guard, who's from LSU. Uh, Madabuke, defensive yeah. tackle. But in the end I just thought it would have a, a better idea to tech. Like I say, the safety what glaring need on team. Yeah, I
0: mean the way I, the way I looked at, it, uh, they managed to, they they and well, the old draft, they got um edge epinesa the edge from Iowa, yeah. which again is a position like I can't believe he's going to be up. available
1: at that point. If I'm hundred percent honest with you, mate, pick fucking well he was and and they, and they picked him up. pick fifty two. That I can't. That's not going to happen. Even if he, he has uh, his, his stocks dropped in draft because originally a lot of people saw him as number two edge player in the draft, but he didn't perform as well as everybody thought he would at combine. So obviously, he's dropped off a bit, but in my personal opinion, he's exactly the type of big unit you want on the edge. But I think I can't imagine him get past Ravens. I'd be shocked if he got past us. So getting to pick 52, that'd be absolutely mad to me. I mean,
0: it's 41 is where they're picking their oh, um, 41, Yeah, nine. yeah 40, 41. So I mean, it 41? Yeah. They pick 10, aren't they? Yeah,
1: the 32, no, 32 at 10. It's 42. They pick nine,
0: yeah? they pick nine in the. Uh, in round two. I, I didn't realise the made a trade. Yeah, they, they must have done it somewhere, but they've only moved up a place. But you said 15,
1: and you? 51, 52? Yeah, but I completely missed like 10, 10 things out. It made it with 22, because obviously that's near us, but I don't know why. Just stick. Um Next up <laughs> is Ravens again. Um Now, they had two picks in the second round, Ravens. So, again, I mentioned earlier on, that they have lost their starting safety. This draft has got a couple of safeties who I think you could put into your team. A little bit of work and they'd be pretty good. And one I did pick up were Matt Hennessy, centre who can play guard out of Temple. Solid yeah. centre play um, for Temple. Obviously, the the play, they've had some good players come out of there recently. Done quite well with them, to be honest. Um, there were a lot of players I looked at at this point. Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC. Jonathan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of uh, Michigan. Um, there's Clive Edwards-Arlier running back out of um, LSU, uh, Ashton Davis, safety. Um, there were just a fair few players I was looking at, and these I were looking at for both the second round picks. I had uh, Prince Tager, one offensive tackle out of Auburn. I had um, Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Just a, a fair few players who I'd looked at and thought, you know, these could all go for either the second round picks. But in the end, that's what Matt Ennis said on Temple just because it's the position in Heathfield. And then Kyle Duggar, Lenore Ryan, safety, who's, I think he, I think he thinks he's a, a linebacker sometimes, but is that added in uh, safety? And obviously, I, I honestly think that this, um, I can't remember his name now, the safety, used to play for Seahawks. I should remember this name. It should be at top of me. Like, uh, L. Thomas. You know, sorry? L. Thomas. Yeah, yeah L. L. Thomas. I think he was terrible last year. Terrible, 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 terrible. With capital tur With capital tur. But yeah, <laughs> he uh, i just thought maybe it would a good pickup for him.
0: Yeah, the, I mean it's almost exactly the same as the one that uh, I ran through. Uh, Matt Hennessy went uh, with this, with the first second round pick, and the, and then they went they went Cole Kemet, tightened that not Dame with the second with the second second round pick.
1: Why would they pick up
0: <laughs> a tight end? I I've no idea, but that's what they went with. No, The rest of it, made The rest of it, I mean, the, the, the Hennessy pick made complete not a sense. And then when they went tight end, I was like... Well, they
1: picked Hennessy as well?
0: No, no, they had picked Hennessy
1: um,
0: round two uh, over you... yeah, the 23rd. copy of and then the second second round pick that took Kemet.
1: Cole Kemet. I mean, he's a good player, but I just think they don't really need tight end. So, finally, mm, we get the Steelers. Really. And the Steelers, what I decided on doing, was I can... Uh, Lucas Niang, offensive tackle at TCU. The offensive line's getting older, along with Big Ben, and I just think we need to add someone who can be rotating. He's not going to start straight away, but it will add depth and rotation to offensive line. Which, if Ben can't stay healthy, they're going to have a rough time with it out there.
0: Yeah, and I can't argue with that uh, offensive tackle pick. This is like exactly the same what happened with mine. Um, let's look to Lucas Niang, TCU. Uh. Who like to start that? straight away.
1: these people copying me? <laughs> uh,
0: the, no, he's not going to start straight away, but I think within maybe half a season to a season, he's going to end up more of a playing 80-90% of snaps rather than being playing 10-20% of snaps, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: it's going to grow in each season goes on. Well. There's just great goes on. Well.
0: Yeah, and if you can learn from the people around him, because, I, I mean, yeah, it's an all-defensive line, but a very experienced defensive line with the age, you're like, you get, you get an all-defensive lineman that's not very good. It's a very good all-defensive line. You yeah. can pass the knowledge on to him and he can, if he sponges it up, you can he, 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 You know, the, the, the sky's the limit for him.
1: Yeah. Other players I looked at were Taylor at Wisconsin running back, Lewis Cichanel, mm-hmm. Colorado wide receiver, uh, Justin Madabouke, defensive tackle, and Brandon Iyer could have a quality receiver, but I thought in the end, I'll just go for offensive tackle because it's something what I can imagine Steelers would do. So rolling on to round three. The Cincinnati Bengals, because the whiffed on their pick last season with a tight end, and I think Tyler Eifert's actually been declared clinically dead. Uh, I took Adam <laughs> Troutman, a tight end out of Delaware, had a massive senior ball, looked really, really good. Um, obviously, he's played for Delaware, so it's not the ace uh, profile for anyone, but a very good player, very strong blocker, good hands. You know. It's the type of tight end that I think this team needs, and obviously there's going to be a nice little safety valve for Joe Burrow. So, I just thought he were a, a smart pick-up for him. I did look at Ashton Davis. I did look at Clyde edwards Ale, I did look at um, Raekwon Davis. Uh, then I did look at Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, but, you know, I, I just decided wide receiver, defensive tackle, running back and safety might all be positions that they could need. But they're also quite deep. At, you know, the free agents are still available. Um, there's quite a lot of those players there. But a good quality tight end who's going to be able to come in and start and obviously add to your... Receiving room. I thought that was something they couldn't do. They couldn't do with that. And his blocking so good, you could stick him on end of that offensive line and, and give him a, a massive boost. Yep,
0: yeah, no, that's an excellent shout. Um, the Titans obviously position need from the draft that uh, I went through. Um, they end up getting uh, Prince Tega. One uh, a, tackle out of over, yeah Yeah,
1: that's the guy. Yeah, makes sense. I guess Again. obviously if they, they didn't take Cleveland yeah. in last round, then it's it's six consistent. one after it You are
0: it's 6-1 after us with that pick, yeah.
1: is Yeah. When you get into third round, I think a lot of time, it, there's a lot of like, well, what should we really do? What can we do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're going to take Browns in third round. Two third round picks for the Brunis. Uh First one, I'm just going to run through who I was thinking about in third round. Troy Dye, linebacker out of Oregon. Uh, Bradley and I, edge player out of Utah. Kenny Willickers edge player out of Michigan State and uh, Logan Sternberg, our guard uh, slash centre. I didn't take any of them, obviously, with me just saying that, but I did decide on Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia, who not last season, but season before, he were looking like, if he came out, he'd be the number one corner, sorry, corner, not safety, corner out of the, in the draft. Uh, Greedy Williams, they picked up last season, it's not really shown a great deal this year, and I think he'd be able to go in and be an upgrade on Greedy Williams. Obviously, got mm-hmm. um Denzel Ward who's pretty good when he's healthy, but it's when he's healthy, so adding someone like Bryce Wall could you know give a big boost to the receipt, the secondary of that that place, and they do desperately need it. And the other player was Khalid Kareem, edge player out of Notre Dame. Now, he's a bit more of a development, but um, obviously, you've got Olivier Vernon who they haven't cut yet, so if they do keep him on, he could obviously rotate in between. You know, with him, so he could get his game time that way, and obviously work on his craft. He's gonna be working with Miles um, Garrett, who was a fantastic talent. Probably better to learn something from him. So it was just a bit of a project, but someone who's got a lot, a lot of raw talent. I kind of decided on.
0: Yeah, um, again, I can understand why you went with those picks. The auto draft that I did, um, round three, pick ten. They took uh, jo-
1: Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. I like that pick um, as well, to be fair, because they have just lost Joe Schobert, so it would make sense to pick up a linebacker.
0: Yeah, and then for, I, the one that really made me
1: scratch my head was the um, receiver with a second, third round pick. Yeah, I get that as well, though, because you do need to make sure you've got at least four good receivers. Obviously, they've got Rashad Diggins, who've had something to it, but Landry and O'Dell are your main two targets. But then if you've got an, mm. another fourth option, who's also a viable target, it's going to be almost impossible for any teams to stop you. Look at what um, Chiefs do. You know what I mean? Mahomes, obviously. He hasn't he has got immense talent, but he's got so many options to get ball to. Yeah. Uh,
0: the guy that took was uh, Brian Edwards out of Florida. Really
1: good player in Florida. He's not out of mm-hmm. Florida. South Carolina State, he's from Brian Edwards. must admit Yeah, must Espreda. He's a really good player. He's got a few injury uh, complaints, but he's a, he's a big, strong guy. He's, he's a good receiver. I, I, I like him. I like him third to fourth round, maybe fifth, if, if, if he's... If he's un- underappreciated, I've got a lot of time for Brian Edwards. He's quite high on my big board, to be fair. Fair play. Uh, next up is the Ravens with um, was their, their third-round pick. Oh, one of mm-hmm. their third-round picks. I went with Van Jefferson, a wide receiver out of Florida. Excellent round winner. Had a really good senior ball, showed out. Now, a lot of these receivers, you hear me say, oh, say stuff about them, but a lot of them have played with shit quarterbacks. So, when they've had these quarterbacks... <laughs> They've obviously not been getting ball as much or as well as they could have been, so the production doesn't look that good when you look at it. But if you watch how they move and how they play and how often they get open, they're actually some really good players. And Van Jefferson, I honestly think he's going to be a long term pro. He's going to be one of the people who might be a second receiver on a team who's just there for four or five years. And, you know, you just see him popping up and having a couple of years of each team and just bubbles under radar, who has, you know, has a good career, but he's not lauded like some of them. Yeah, uh, I've, just, I've uh, got a lot of time for Van Jefferson.
0: Yeah, they went wide receiver with their um, first third round pick for me as well, but their chest clip was still available for the wide receiver, from that of the pick. Well, he
1: available. I think he, uh, yeah. Yeah. he did my as well. Yeah. Second, third round pick, were Kenny Willick is um, a defensive end slash edge player from Michigan State. Another development talent, but is it is someone who wants it. Do you know what I mean? I think... He's exactly the type of person that they want to stick on edge, and with their edge play, a lot of times you're only going to be in for one or two snaps, and you're just going to be like in for rotation, just showing that you're fresh, and like trying to get yeah. out. And the, the develop edge players so often. You look at the like Preston, uh, uh, Preston Smith and Zed, Zedarius Z- Z- Smith, people like that, and Matt Gidon who just I'm not sure how Preston Smith. I think he was from Redskins actually. Zedarius Smith though, Matt Jadon, all these edge players that they develop who just. They just come in, play four or five years, and then they move on. And I can just imagine him be the same thing, getting a big deal somewhere else. But again, I just thought it was a good idea to stick him. Obviously, other options that I had in round three were Troy Dye, linebacker out of Oregon, uh, and Mick Robertson, a cornerback. But um, I didn't. You know, Sadiq Charles as well, offensive tackle. But obviously, I just I just took the uh, the edge player because I thought that's something that they'd, that's a very Ravens thing to do.
0: Yeah, um, the guy they took for, on on my one was uh, Ben Barch, the LT from um, oh, St. John's, St. John's. Yeah, He's a very raw um, talent. Yeah, he a tight old, end, wasn't he? Got, yeah, he, he came, into, came into college as a tight end. They, they moved into a tackle. I've got some notes now, I'm going to just check. Um, yeah, limited experience at because, obviously, he played tight end. Uh, Long ginger. Tradition Makes traditional... Yeah, he got okay. his ginger... <laughs> uh, it needs additional development. Uh, strength and condition uh, is inconsistent, but uh, he's got inconsistent hard work as well. Oh, inconsistent handwork. Sorry, I can't remember my handwriting. Yeah. Um, the pros are fast and athletic. He was a high school herder and sprinter and tight end. Uh, he's a college shot putter too, so he's got the strength. Um, when he t- when he get, when he gets his, his work right, yeah. uh, he's a very powerful explosive um, blocker. Uh, when I watched him, it was difficult to judge because he was playing Division 3 schools, but he concealed the edge really well. Uh, really good in prom- uh, run pro. Um, he patrols a side. That's like yeah, a bit before, lazy as with... well,
1: I find, because obviously his talent's not as good who he's playing against. He can get a little bit lazy and that's when he can get caught out a bit, you know, get a bit of, allow a bit more pressure than he should do. But I get what you mean. Yeah, when I when I watched him
0: and it was in a couple of games because there was limited tape on him, yeah. Um, I've heard about some offensive tackles uh, that just stand and watch, or some defenders that just stand and watch if the player doesn't come their way.
1: Yeah. He
0: seemed to be like, having the swivel all the time and be watching for someone coming round.
1: I, I watched, though, and you could tell sometimes Ands weren't as high as he should have been. He wasn't looking as sharp. So, obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? Like He wasn't getting into him as much as he should have been. Obviously, he made himself look busy, but he wasn't, you know what I mean? Um, on form, like he would be, but I think that'll happen when he knows he's up against the better people. Do you know what I mean? You'd be more on, on your guard, yeah. For a guy that's so experienced that, um, that's offensive tackle, I
0: thought his footwork was really good, uh, and his strength was really good, obviously. Because obviously, not only did he do it, was he a shot putter in college, he also threw a disc as well, so he's got quite a lot of power physical rock, but, um. He's He's going to need some polish to make it as a pro tackle. He's not going to be a starter no. by any stretch of the
1: imagination straight away. But we'll give him a bit of a polish, and he'll be fine. Good, good. Next up, the final pick of all this division from the first three rounds. I uh, went yeah. obviously Steelers. Uh, they've just lost Yvonne Hargrave, who can who works in middle. Uh, they've got a lot of big players like Stefan Tuitt, who play a defensive tackle. They've got a lot of depth on that. That defensive line. I don't think there's any world, is there? But there's, there's you know, very, there's a lot of very good. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of very good on that yeah. team. People I did look at uh, were Tyler Beardish, center guard out of uh, Wisconsin, Albert Aguainaboom, who's a tight end from Missouri, really athletic, um, and Strowbridge, defensive tackle. Um, but I just, in the end, I just thought, you know what? Bradley and I still available out of Utah. He can play inside. He can play outside. Exactly the type of versatile defensive lineman that Mike Tomlin wants on his team. Really good player. Probably Ice ranks player left in the draft at that point. So I just took him. I thought it well, it made sense to take him at that point.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the, that's fair. I mean, the the draft that I watched run through, um, they went offensive. They went defensive line as well, but they went edge. They went. Uh, yeah, he's an edge, Jabari. but he can play in and out. All right, they went that Jabari uh, Aniga. Already, I, mean,
1: I, prefer, again, a, I prefer an eye personally, but obviously, it might yeah. not have been available <laughs> if you are playing play inside as well as outside. Then that's a that's what they like, maybe. isn't it? That's what the Steelers like, yeah. Obviously, exactly. that, that um, it's an algorithm that they're going off. It's basically going off positional need and obviously positional value when it's doing the selections. You do have your predictive board, which is what they think is going to happen, and then you have the player rankings board. So, what will happen there is if they've got position and need, it'll look at like it'll have like a number value for certain picks and they'll say what's the value to pick for an edge or whatever. So, that's that's how that works. So, it it makes sense because that's how teams should think. But obviously, it doesn't take into account that some teams like, like players like AJ Finesse, he might be down as a DT, but he plays edge hmm. or, do you know what I mean? And like, there's, there's some discrepancies in that respect. And obviously, the versatility of being able to play five technique, defensive tackle... Uh, you know, like three technique and play on the edge as well. Um, it's a big bonus for certain schemes, and certain teams. Whereas the likes of Chase Young, I don't think he can play inside. Do you know what I mean? I want to play him at defensive tackle. I don't think he'd be able to do it. Hmm. So obviously, don't take anything like that into account. But it's a fantastic tool to use because it gives you an idea of what teams are looking for. Because when the player takes an edge player, you can look right well. I know they needed an edge player at that point. So that does sort of make sense, but maybe going to go this way. But obviously, when we do our mock draft, we'll be more aware of that because we'll be able to look at teams' needs and the players that are coming up available. Yeah, that's good, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mock drafts, are, uh, they're a thankless job because obviously you're just guessing. A lot of times people don't get stuff <laughs> right. You don't know yeah. what teams are wanting at some point. You don't know what they're like. There's a lot of different um, things to take into account. But I think as long as you you go, you have you have your own opinion of who are the best players and what positions and stuff like that. As long as you've got your opinion on that and you know on your big board who you value, what you value and where you value it, you're going to be able to go into your draft and have success. But obviously, it's all down to your scouting department, department giving you the information correctly.
0: And that's why we, we touched on that last time, that the scouting department's not going to be as effective this time because they just can't go out and watch
1: people. Well, that, that's not 100% true. Because obviously, they've been scouting all season and they've watched a lot of game tape. With That type of thing, I mean, I think your pro days and stuff like that are basically just an extension of the draft. Not the draft, the combine. Obviously, they've had the combine. So, the players who haven't been to the combine are the ones that are going to miss out now. They're going to be able to look at tape on them. They're going to be able to have Skype interviews with them. So, that's how they're going to find out what te- why people are like or what people are like. That's what they're going to have to go off. But like I say, I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt a lot of teams not being able to get in the room and talk to people who they wanna to talk to and obviously not be able to have a look at players who were injured or players who just decided not to do the pro days and do you know what I mean? those types of things are gonna be a knock on for teams. But it's not like completely wiped out what the scouts have done because they've been scouting for three, four years and obviously when they go to a certain game, they'll have an idea of who they're watching, but obviously if someone else texts that um, like catch their eye, tech take notes on them as well. Yeah. So it's not completely wiped out all work they've done, but obviously it's going to be a hindrance for next season. It, it worries me. Any team that's relying on draft for next se- for this season coming is going to be in for a bit of a, a rude awakening. Um, and yeah. if obviously the scouting department hasn't done the business earlier doors, but like I said, they can still yeah. watch tape. You can still have an idea yeah. of what's like. And obviously they're going to have to probably put more work into tape, but. Everybody's at home, so it's going to give them more opportunity to do so. Because what you've got to look at is say, basically, imagine that, um, I don't know, Utah are playing against, say, Lenore Rhine, the lower, lower level team. They're not very good, but obviously it's just an early game to get everybody interested in watching them. And Utah say they destroy Lenore Rhine, and the score ends up being something ridiculous, like 66 4, which would be a surprise that they got four, two safeties as the points, but you know yeah so um imagine that something like that happens and it ends at a ridiculous scoreline and say Bradley and I ends up with uh, three tackles for loss three sacks two tackles and you know as a, a fantastic some, some pass breakups as an absolute world-class game and the scouts are going to watch that game and go had a really good game here and then they say they go watch him against i don't know uh, say Ohio state player and it's a completely different game, you're going to have an idea that, oh, well, he had that good game against Lenore Ryan because it's Lenore Ryan, but to get a better idea of what he's going to be like, you're going to be looking at the tape of him against the better teams to give you a better idea. But also, you're going to go back into the years before. If they are years before, you can look at him playing against teams then. So, say, um, they watch a, t- a game from the team playing against uh, Washington playing a game last season and... No, we'll go Alabama. So, we've got um, Jonah Williams. We've got his tape. We're watching him. We obviously know he was selected in the first round. It's difficult to do this, basically, because Jonah Williams has been injured. And, obviously, it's Eagles yeah. took the the offensive lineman from Washington last season. But I can't remember his name. And he hasn't really played because, obviously, they play Peters and iron uh, and Lane Johnson. So, he wasn't playing that much to start with. But like I was saying, they'll basically look at him against NFL talent players who are in the NFL now. They'll try and see times where they played against that person, you know, like edge play and stuff. That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to try and go back in time and see how they're performing as people who are in the NFL now. So although it's not 100% accurate and it's probably, you know, a bit more of a run that they've got to do, it will also probably help them for next year because they're going to think, well, this helped me out to pick this player if he works out. And then, obviously, like I say, it won't up for it will make up for not seeing him and seeing him at the pro day, but it will obviously give him a better idea of what players can and can't do.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of tricks in the trade they can use, I suppose, isn't
1: there? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be, be what I'd be doing now. Any player that I want 100% sure or not, I had worries about because it's like I say. I mean, a lot of, like a lot of teams now have got like Utah. Uh, Utah this season, you're going to see at least six players in Utah selecting in draft, which is probably the first time it's happened in a very long time. And basically, like I said, I think like I say Bradley and I played there. Uh, Lucky Fo, two plays there. Uh, Jalen Johnson, I believe, plays there. Uh, maybe Burgess is the safety plays there. There's like quite a few defensive players. Who have been a highly ranked draft played at Utah? So you've got to think to yourself, are they all this good, or is it because certain players are playing with them, it's giving them the opportunity to be better? Like Derek Brown at Auburn, he was seen until his, dra- his uh, combine as the consensus third best player in, in the draft. Absolute monster of a defensive lineman, wrecking shot for everyone. Joe Burrow even said he was the hardest player he had to play against. And the second hardest player I playing is play against was Marlon Davidson, who is the other player on the defensive line for Auburn. Now, sure. is Marlon Davidson that good, or is he because he's playing alongside a monster like Derek Brown? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like mean, so. things that you've got way up. That that's the difficult thing about drafting it. Like being the best player on the worst team makes you stand out, and obviously makes you look very good. But a lot of times, yeah. the best player on the worst team playing in a lower division, so he's playing against worse. Competition, so he looks even better which again doesn't really reflect well on the team because obviously if you pick him and then he don't perform it's because well he looked like this on tape but we're playing against people who ended up being bin men not professional footballers Type hard out with that rant
0: well you almost took a breath then mate I know
1: well there's not, like I say it's just like so. draft is a lot of things to think about and they, there's a lot of detail
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: It's a many-faceted uh, beast, isn't it? Yeah, it's like me, me, and you. Obviously, you've started doing a lot of mock drafts and stuff today. And like when I'm looking at mock drafts or when I'm doing mock drafts myself, I I genuinely start thinking about right. Well, what's value here? What do I want to do here? Do you know what I mean? As silly as it sounds, I start really contemplating the best picks financially. Uh, the best picks, you know, that to impact the team straight away. The best things for development. The best things, you know, uh, just stuff that's obviously the team itself would have to think about. And I think, you know, you've really got to look into a team and have a look at the details of what they do need. Because a lot of mock drafts, people just they assume they need this and they, they do these silly picks. I've seen a lot of mock drafts for Vikings it just makes me shake my head. It's like the p- yeah. people got stuck in. Um, a lot of people. Have Taking like Gross-Mars or, or players like development players at twenty two, and I think like, I can understand taking them taking him at twenty five, you know, with the second first mm. round pick. But like, I don't like it, and I wouldn't do it. But I can sort of understand them. But with the first pick at twenty seven twenty two, I just it don't make sense. I mean, it does not really make sense at twenty five, but twenty two, you there's at least three more good players you are going to be taking there. Like, if I am going to take Gross-Mars, I really most likely want to move back in draft to pick up some more selections as opposed to you know selecting him at 25 I think it's just matters, he'll probably he'll be back end at first but maybe early second if he has a bad day but, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah I know what you're saying mate. yeah
1: but like I said I just don't think they look at team properly they don't look at how they do things properly they don't look at like receivers that have played from before like people are saying Justin Jefferson would be a perfect fit for Vikings yeah, he's really good at slot, and it's like, well, Adam Thielen plays in slot. Yeah. So, why would you have two good slot players? The thing with Diggs was, he could do everything. He could play in slot, and he could play outside because he had you know decent speed. So, Justin Jefferson, although he can sort of play outside, he's not really the type of guy who I'd think, oh, yeah, that's tech him for this reason. If you want to work the slot, which it would make sense to have someone working slot as well as Thielen, uh, because, obviously, with two people working slots, um it's easier for, for cousins to get ball out, isn't it? Yeah. Um but like there's people like Jalen Rager K J Hamler, who were like deep threats, who you'd be getting ball deep to. Do you know what I mean? They're the more they're the ones that make more sense to me in that respect. Or getting a big bodied receiver, like Chase Claypool, as we mentioned. Big, strong, fast. You can stick him on the outside, he's got I think he's got four four or four three speed, which is ridiculous for a guy who's mm-hmm. moving with him. Throw him on outside, lob balls up to him, and if he can come down with them, because again, he's had a shit quarterback play, because been, Ian Buck has been his quarterback, and he's, he's running back, I think. He's not very good. But like, <laughs> these type of players are players that I'd like, because like I say, adds deep for it, adds something different. Diggs and Thielen were very similar with what they both could do. I just think Diggs were better at what he did. They were faster, and he ran better routes, in my opinion. And similar hands, I'd say Thielen's hands are better now. I wouldn't have said that before, but this season shows that Thielen does have better hands. Uh, he has mm. two drops, but one more from getting his, his spine fractured, and one more from like getting a, a massive hit to Ed. So can't fault him that bad. But like I said, these uh, these picks of that teams are making for certain teams don't always make sense. It's just a flashy name, a uh, flashy position. It just annoys yeah. me.
0: A shirt seller some for some teams, is not it? Yeah,
1: and I, like I get it; it's a business, but it's about winning.
0: I mean, you think the majority of the time, we look at the, teams, the players of the team's pick, think, well, hang on, I mean, you're trying to win it, you're trying to make some money. And like I say, it is a business at the end of the day, but the idea is to try and win it. That's the, one, that's the goal,
1: right? Yeah. And one thing as well, recently, like last season, everybody was going about the UK Metcalf, had an amazing draft, what he did was, you know, ridiculous. Um, not an amazing draft, amazing combine. He was a ridiculous player. There was out this year, had an amazing year. And I only noticed two games where he stood out. Do you know what anyway, I mean? Mm. Where he did well, and one one against Eagles, who've got an awful secondary, and that, and that, the other one, the name, the, the thing escapes me. I get it; he's decent. He's a big unit, but let's not get overboard with really. it. Do you know what let's I mean?
0: Shall we get cheers? Shall we? You're sorry, bro. It's it's all about second year for him, isn't it? I think. Yeah, he had
1: it. Yeah. I mean, you've a, got Russell Wilson lobbing your ball as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a yeah. slouch
0: throwing your ball, but yeah. yeah, at least enough first season for the guy that got picked to the end of the first round, end of well, the second round, of well, the second round, sorry,
1: sixty, I think, something like that.
0: So it's not a. I mean, he did all right to start with. Let's see how he gets on this next season. See if he if he, if he develops into a better receiver and has you know is more of a standout year? Then fair play to the kid. It depends on whether he can work on his on ta- on his on his out now.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think any receiver from the crap last year stood out ridiculously, apart from Brown, who went to um, Titans, Lions, and he only stood out for half a, half a season for eight games. Yeah, I get that they learned learning it and stuff, but it wasn't like I don't think it was just the back end of the season. It's that, it but no, this, I think this season's gonna be a big season for all them receivers. Terry McLaurin, good receiver as well. I thought he did well last year.
0: Yeah, he had a decent season. Again, people were blowing a lot of smoke up his arse, including me. But again, he didn't have a an amazing season. He had a good season for a rookie.
1: The thing is, as well, Terry McLaurin, third round pick. Yeah. Can't gumble at that value. Oh. Well, it's been a lovely chat. Hasn't oh, it just? Oh, yes. Managed to go uh, 45 minutes today. right it's on the mind. chatter today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we will keep some people, you know, entertained for a little while. So if we can do that, we've done our job, mate.
1: Yep, sound.
0: Right, so next time it'll be the AFC East, and that's me. So I look forward to picking the 1,430 40 draft picks the Dolphins have got. Uh, it's, it's only five. Uh, I don't know. Is it, Have they got it third? I, I don't know. We've got 14 overall. Five so. picks in the
1: first two rounds.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming that I'm going to be picking at least six players for them. Wish I was doing that one. <laughs> right. All
1: right,
0: mate. I'll catch you later Cheer on. on lady, guys. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Tick.